My name is Humble Gray, and I am a Mississippi farmer. Rupert Fielding bought himself a camper last year. Pretty nice one, too, with a wet bath and a two-burner stove. He said now he was retired, it was time to cross the country in search of adventure. I told him it was a big mistake to leave your home, the place where you grew up and where your roots are firmly buried, to seek a life among strangers. But he was adamant, so he and his wife Kelly took off to hugs and tearful goodbyes. I cannot say when next we'll meet, sniffed my friend, for this land is vast and we've many roads to travel. Then he ascended to the cab of his pickup, the camper hitched behind, and we all watched as the fieldings drove off, turning onto Highway 3 and vanishing into the distance. A week later, we got a postcard from Memphis, 58.6 miles away, and the day after that, Rupert and his wife were back home. Couldn't sleep in that camper bed, says he, and that was that. He still got the camper, though, parked in his driveway. He refers to it as the guest house, and gosh, don't it take up a lot of room. But I guess that's one way of keeping the brother-in-law out of your kitchen. And it also brings me to today's film review of a motion picture entitled Nomadland, a story of those with the wanderlust. Trust me when I say that nothing happens, and everything happens. Sound like a contradiction in terms? Not when your star is the inimitable Miss Frances McDormand, for she is, as anyone who's ever seen her perform can tell you, a dab hand at embodying the simple lives of complex people. She plays Fern, a widow forced from her home of Empire, Nevada. The gypsum plant closes and the town goes bust, leaving her with no choice but to hit the trail in a little white van. I'm not homeless. I'm just... Houseless. Not the same thing, right? I think it kind of is, but all right. Anyway, with little money to speak of, she endures freezing nights in the back of her vehicle, taking temporary work where she can get it. That includes a seasonal job at an Amazon fulfillment center where she befriends Linda May, an older woman who spends her life on the road. Eventually, though, Fern heads to warmer climes, accepting her friend's invitation to meet and meld with nomads at a gathering in Arizona. Now, these nomads, they're, they're folks who, by circumstance or design, have taken up life in a camper or a van, traveling for years on end across this great nation and forming temporary but close-knit camper communities here and there along the way. We meet up with these people, too, because... The director, Chloe Zhao, uses real-life nomads playing themselves, or versions of themselves, including Linda May, the single-named Swanky, and, of course, Bob Wells. Mr. Wells, he's, he's a veritable king among the group, with how-to videos on surviving and thriving in such a life. In that remarkable interlude at the Rubber Tramp Rendezvous in Quartzsite, Arizona, we feel the camaraderie when an army of travelers are gathered into an ersatz community. We witness the sharing. Have your uh, can opener. Thief! I mean, fine. And we experience the desert isolation when 
Almost everybody's moved on. But it can be a beautiful isolation, as the gorgeous and desolate vistas for encounters will attest. Make no mistake, though, the charms of such a life are interspersed with the harsh realities, the vicissitudes of flat tires, busted engines, and heeding nature's call without the benefit of plumbing. It's all covered in this film. I mean, these folks are roughing it in those camps. Welcome to Badlands Spa. Well, okay, most of the time. And it's enough to give pause to anyone who might be dreaming of the open road. Yet Fern not only endures these harsh realities, she comes to thrive in this environment. So much so, in fact, that when she travels to her sister's prosperous suburban neighborhood, she might as well be visiting Mars, so out of place does she seem. But much as this film is about grasping for a new life, it's also about letting the old one go. Fern may have put Empire in her rearview mirror, but just literally, not figuratively, for her husband's memory hangs heavily over that place and proves a powerful draw. By the end, however, she's returned there only to jettison the last of her ties and to look out over that far horizon beyond what had once been her backyard fence. Now to the actors. Ms. McDormand may be a member of the Hollywood elite, but I guess she has no ego to speak of. Well, almost no ego. But with her hair cut short and every lived-in line of her face on display, she's one of the most accessible actors I've ever seen. And her eyes, her mouth, and her brow speak eloquently of a resourceful woman who takes life's brickbats without a complaint or even a rise in her voice. Although at one point Ms. McDormand fully exposes herself, floating nude in an isolated rocky pool, it's a shift of her lips and the straightforward, no-nonsense gaze of her clear blue eyes that reveal far more than an unclothed state. Makes you wonder what drives an actor like her. I need work. Fair enough. As to the other cast members, David Strathairn does a fine, low-key job as a nomad who seems to desire more than Fern's friendship. But it's the genuine nomads in the cast who doubly impress. Linda Mayne hits not a false note as the Lady Fern first meets at the Amazon Center and then elsewhere along the way. Swanky, whose identically named character in the film has been stricken with terminal cancer, evinces a woman facing the inevitable without bitterness or even much fuss at all. And Bob Wells speaks simply and movingly about his own tragedy, the loss of his 28-year-old son to suicide. Now, my farm's been in the family for three generations, so personally, yours truly isn't going anywhere. I do all my wandering from the house to the plow, with side trips a mile into town for groceries and bi-weekly haircut. But even those like me who never desired such a life... Join us! No! Even those who never desired such a life can, thanks to Ms. McDormand and Ms. Jow, at least get some inkling of its attraction. And why, given the opportunity to abandon her rambling ways and live in a comfortable house, Fern finds herself incapable of turning her back on the freedom and tyranny of the road. Yes, sir. Next week, I'll be reviewing Tom and Jerry, the movie. Play me out, Zeke. <laughs>